comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! These are things that pastors, believers must hear. To live in this world without a battle consciousness is to die like a chicken. Listen to me. I went to Port Harcourt for a ministration sometime last year. This is even for pastors. That's what I'm saying. I entered my hotel room and I went, I have entered the bedroom two times and I didn't see that on top of that bedroom was an altar there. Every of the utensils that is used in that hotel room has the head of a serpent. I, didn't, I never noticed it until I went as I was praying. I wanted to say, I was praying, praying. Suddenly my eyes opened and I saw two serpents. Their head went up like this. And I remember that God gave me authority as soon as I caught the head in the spirit. And I entered the bedroom again. Suddenly I saw on top of there is a heater in, in hotels. And then I saw an altar there with an image on top. With two candles. Everything that represents a life altar. The question is, why didn't I see it when I entered the two times I entered? You are taking your life too easy. If you don't war and battle, Satan will take you for a ride. He will think you are a fool. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a call to warfare. There is a reason why we are called the end time army. What are you doing with the power? Listen to me now. Listen to me. Listen to me. As you begin to pray the next time now, you will begin to feel your weapons in the spirit. You will begin to feel your wings. Let your blood shed. 
hearing me I'm angry in my spirit now I'm angry for how long <laughs> ah. do you know what the Bible said in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24 he said I have given you Sihon the king of Heshbon eh? and his land he said I have given you I wanted to go and relax the scripture now said, go into battle and begin to contend with him. I thought God had pro prophesied and proclaimed over my life. I thought God had spoken. He said, go and meet Heshbon, Sihon, the king. He said, contend with him in battle. Contend. If you don't contend, you will not possess. Listen to me. You don't know. You don't know the things. Now listen to me. You don't know the things that has been encoded in many altars and in many places. You see, for now, Satan is not afraid sometimes when you come to church and you are correct. One day he'll be waiting for you to just make mistakes. And in that season, he will do a great damage. We will approach. The things that need to be uprooted, we will shake. The things that need to be shaken in altars, in territories. Now, now, let me teach you how to walk. Listen to me, listen to me. Let me teach you how to walk. Let me teach you. Let me teach you. You don't go to war without a battle song. No, no, no. You don't go to war without a battle song. You must find a battle song. Now follow me, follow me. Wait, wait. You will follow us. We will have to go the old rugged crossway today. Come closer, come closer. There is too much traffic of warrior angels everywhere. Follow me, like this. Holy Ghost by fire, by fire. Holy Ghost by fire. I'm not hearing you. Louder. Holy Ghost by fire, by fire. Holy Ghost by fire, by fire. <laughs> Holy Ghost by fire, by fire. As you sing, picture warrior angels in your families, altars, territories. Holy Ghost by fire, by fire. Oh. Holy Ghost by fire, by fire. By fire, by fire. Deeper, 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 deeper. Focus, focus. Holy Ghost, by fire, by fire. 
There is a war that has gone on. Any manifestation and triumphance, the epiphany that you see on the face of the earth is as a result of warfare. The disciples were busy rejoicing. Jesus said, No, 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 don't rejoice. I saw Satan like lightning fall from heaven. So the result and ease somebody has is as a result of warfare that has gone in. You don't want warfare. No breakthrough. You don't want warfare. No ease. You don't want warfare. No miraculous. Let me tell you, miraculous today on tomorrow off is as a result of the fact that you have not done business well. That's what Jesus is trying to tell them. That the ease of the ease of ministry. Somebody is doing ministry for ten years. You are dutifully doing your work. Yes, Satan closed you up. Nobody knows about you. Hunger is killing you with your truth and integrity. With your character, you are dying. You don't know the war of warfare. 
some young pastors, the day their Christian life and ministry went down was when they carried their, their hand and laid upon somebody. And then a spiritual traffic was transacted. Since that day, they never remained the same. Some people come and tell me that they can't pray, they can't fast, they are struggling. What they don't know, that is a calculated and strategic plan from hell to make sure that they backslide and miss their portion in God's kingdom. They say it's, it's the inability to pray. No, you are not seeing it. Your eyes is not open. It's warfare against your secret place. That's what I'm saying. People see themselves in visions, in dreams. Where God has taken them, they are walking in it. Come out physically and walk in it. Let me see now. Satan will do anything to make sure it doesn't manifest. I say, Jesus is in the boat. Satan wants to drown the boat. You are not hearing me. Who are you? Jesus is inside the boat. In fact, when Jesus woke up, I thought he would keep quiet. What did he do? He has to rebuke the wind and the storm. Brothers and sisters, you have to speak. You have to command things to be in order. You are seated on the throne with fire in your eyes. You are the man of war. We are your battle axe. Wait, 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 wait. Find a group, 7-7. Seven, seven. When you pray like this, yokes, things will be falling off. Some people, they, as I'm seeing in the spirit, their names are in different shrines, altars. The thing will burn up as we are speaking now. Some people, there are things done in their generation. It is still bringing testimony to them. The altars and shrines of your forefathers is still bringing testimony to your life upon the face of the earth. Ah, you have taken for granted the blood and the name. You have refused to enforce the things and the places that God has taken you. Are you angry? You are not. You are not. You and your family today. You and your family today. You and your family today. Hold hands together. Jesus will step in. The great man of war himself will step in. In your life, in your family. In this place. You are seated on the throne with fire in your heart. You are the man of war. We are your battle art. You are seated on the throne with fire in your eyes. You are the man of war. We are your battlers. Solomon, he is seated on the throne with fire in his eyes. He is the man of war. We are just his battlers. He is seated on the throne with fire in his eyes. You are the man of war. We are his battlers. The book of Revelation said, I see one seated upon a white horse. He said he's quoted with a vesture, with in righteousness. He said he will judge and make war. He will judge and make war. The man of war is in your family now. On your behalf, on your behalf. On your behalf. Can you go further, my friend? Don't leave any stone and come. You 
tonight, 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 Satan is disgraced out of your life, out of your family, out of your ministry, out of your, your business, out of your territory. Oh my God. that was playing out in the early church. They took James and killed James. Because the early church was not yet educated in warfare, they, they allowed James to be killed. They thought it's a normal occurrence. That once in a while, Satan can come and collect anybody and kill. So they left. And the scripture said, because on those days, Satan was walking through an agent. When the man that collected James noticed that the team pleased the people, what did he do? He went and collected Peter. And the scripture said that he's, he has plans to kill him after the Passover, right? 
There are some people in their family, their mother have died, their father have died, their brother is sick. Satan is collecting them one by one as, as if he created anybody. Until your eyes open and you become desperate. Until you even see destiny as warfare. Satan will rob you and rob you and rob you again. Yes. Only desperate men appear in this place manifesting. I don't know. It seems as if Satan is happy when you are bound, when you are limited. Especially if you are a believer. And he's busy making mockery of what you believe in. Sometimes you say, by his size, I'm healed. You are sick. You need to see that healing as warfare now. Something you must collect by all means. You need to know what is happening on this earth. And as we are approaching the end of the age, the world is becoming more dark, supernatural, and wicked. You will be a fool to just live your life carelessly. You will be a victim. The reason why we, we seek for this is not to show ourselves or to afflict or oppress anyone. It's to, it's to stand and fulfill our destiny. Yes. If you don't stand, Satan will reckon you among his his, his, um, um, his warfare the things he won in warfare. So as you are born again, they are not yet afraid. They send text message from the altar in your village. You receive it. Is it not true? You still receive it now. Meanwhile, you are already a church leader. If you don't do something early about it, a time will come, you become an atheist. You will think the scripture doesn't work. That this thing we are doing, no, it works. You are the one that is not working. The faith works. You are the one not working. Because you have not realized that faith is warfare. You think Satan is moved by... Some people, just because they did one miracle or the other, they think they have arrived. Satan is waiting for you. The man Judas, he, he followed the 12, he followed the 72. He did all those things, ate bread, did everything. He saw all the things Jesus did, raised the dead, all kinds of things. But what did the scripture say? And Satan entered him. In fact, there was a testimony about Peter. If not that the scripture said that Jesus said, Satan, Satan. He said, Peter, Peter, Satan have desired to have you. But I have prayed for you. You don't know what he means. When a man is living his life, Satan, he, he will allow you to be moving. He is waiting for you at one juncture. He has desired to have you. There is something we call in those Ludo games. 
you get the person in Siki one. You have experience in that game. <laughs> when you catch the person in that area, he, he is defenseless. He can't do anything. On that day, he become a prey. See, you are going to pray. If you don't pray, you become a prey. It's simple. You become a victim. It's either you are a victor or you are a victim. There is no middle point. There is no middle point. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The man that is not a victor is a victim. Victim to circumstance. Victim to Satan. Victim to sickness. Victim to legislations in heavenly places. They say one person must die in your family, must it be you from your own family? My friend, it's warfare. There is what we call the full gospel. That's what that's what the apostolic mandate represents. We don't remove anything, else the gospel will suffer. Else people will meet some things and wonder whether this thing we are taught was true. Why is it that others are working? This one is not working. The apostles, they already walked in miracles, walked in all kinds of things was happening. They have seen the wonders of food multiplication. All kinds of things, thousands. They were growing. Yet they were collecting them and killing, collecting them and killing. And they didn't know how to respond to this matter. Say warfare. Jesus, your Savior, is a man of war. Let me see if I can establish a doctrinal basis for what we are doing. Huh? Because many people have said that there is no need for warfare. I don't know. It sounds nice, but it's not accurate. It sounds nice, but it's not true. Okay, for example, some people say, don't do warfare, just come in the morning and confess the scriptures. I will not die. I will live to fulfill my days. I will not die. What That thing you are confessing is what? You just polished warfare. Polished warfare is still warfare. Whether you polish it or not, it's still what? Mm. And the day they hold you on your throat in the night, That day you forget all the polishes. And you remember the prayer your mother taught you in the village. I understand why some people don't believe in some of those things. You know, I understand the fact that some of them have not done ministry in some areas. Yes, and even some pastors that told you there is no need for warfare and all that, they pray in tongues for pray in tongues for for twelve hours. When you pray in tongues, what are you praying for? Wait. When you pray in tongues, what are you praying for? I need to tell you that seventy percent of the time you don't know what you are praying for. According to the scripture, the Bible says that he that prayed in the spirit, his understanding is what unfruitful. How be it? In the spirit, he what? Communicates mysteries. So sometimes, you are praying in tongues, you say you don't believe in warfare, but your tongue has changed. 
you don't know that what you are doing is warfare the Holy Spirit Jesus is too merciful God is too merciful that even in that thing you are thinking you are correct he still goes beyond it and ministers to the challenge that is before you meanwhile a time will come when you have to deliberately learn the skills to deny fact does not remove what is the present reality you can't, that you deny it doesn't remove anything now I understand also the abuse that is in the body of Christ that one abuse does not mean that we should stop abuse means that we should go back to the drawing board and find out the correct basis the accurate basis upon which we will be transacting this business so that it will represent fully the mind of God concerning the matter. Are you with me? Now, if you enter a spiritual business on behalf of God, on a basis that is not doctrinally correct, the scripture is not backing it up, along the line, there will be error. Satan will hijack that movement. Are you with me? Shall we say amen? So many people try to engage the warfare dimension of Christianity and then because of because the warfare is mostly linked up with the prophetic and when you begin to see and war after some time your Christian life will be based on just the things you are seeing and warring with are you with me? meanwhile warfare should be a consequence of Christian growth as you are on your journey the path of spiritual progress it so happens that for you to enter the next stage you have to what? make war Warfare is not a part of your daily prayer. It's a part of the demand in every season. Are you with me? You see, the, the, the daily demand that is placed on the believer is to grow in the knowledge of God. Eh? If it so happens that as a consequence of that growth, that you encounter warfare along the path, what do you do? What if you are not aware, you are not equipped, you are not skilled, you are not knowledgeable? You become a victim that day. Are you with me, sister? Remind me your name. Are you with me, Faith? I will show you. I will show you that the ultimate believer is a warrior. Why do you need power? Why do you need the gifts of the Spirit? Why do you need the armor? Why? Why is he called armor? When you hear armor, the next thing that should come to your mind is what? Warfare. That is where these tools are needed. And any man that does not understand the full scope of what God is doing will be a man that will live below the expectation of God. And meanwhile, you don't prepare for warfare on the day of warfare. You prepare for warfare before warfare. Are you with me? So you become weak in the day of warfare when you are not aware. Huh? And suddenly war appears. And then you become victim. Those days, you start calling pastor on the phone. You lived carelessly for long. And then when warfare came, you became a victim. When a man lives as he ought to live, then Satan can't have you. Because one of God's plan eh, is that when a man is fully clothed with an arm, or all of his armor, every single thing he needs to resist the wise and attack of Satan will be given to him. See, as I'm talking now, the angels of the living God are walking. Ah. 
my God. Pay attention. Oh, oh. My God. The scripture says in the book of Ephesians, and you need to understand that the book of Ephesians is written, is one of the epistles that was written at the tail end of Paul's ministry upon the face of the earth. Are you with me? So um, um, the book of Ephesians is a letter written to them that have left the shallow places of their faith. And then these men became burdened with what burdens men that did business with God in deep places. Are you with me? So they began to seek to understand the truth and facts and reality, mysteries behind the oppressions that we see upon the face of the earth. They are no more satisfied with manifestation. They don't want to be part of the consequence and result of the matter. They want to be part of the cause, not the effect. Are you with me? They want to reach out to the organic reality behind the things that we see manifest. They want to reach out to the place where reality is formed. Where truth is formed. Where facts come out. They desire to trace the root of matters. They are no more satisfied on being part of the people that are consequence of the oppressions of men that have sought powers and authority and dominion in high and deep places. So when, when principalities go to high places and encode some things, you become victim. Are you with me? It is an, it's not enough. The body of Christ have been trained in warfare, but the warfare they have been trained in is reactive. The real warfare, according to the scripture, is what? Proactive. Meaning that a man should... Real warfare is you being able to bamboozle Satan before he's even prepared. Before he knows what is happening, you are well equipped for him. You have dismantled him. You have destroyed his work. Are you with me? That is why the real testimony of the new birth warfare is what we call triumphing in victory. Because no man has the capacity in himself to rot victory except that which Christ has wrought. Are you with me? Now what you now do is triumph. What is the difference between victory and triumph? I want to establish some spiritual fact. Huh? Doctrinal fact before we fly. What is the difference between triumph and victory? You have heard of the warfare that took place in the land of the dead. That is where Jesus went. The scripture said, having spoiled all principalities. Have you heard of that warfare? You have not. The warfare that took place in the land of the dead. That was where Satan was conquered. The fruit and the result we see upon the face of the earth. Is as a result, a consequence of that victory that Jesus got in the land of the dead. So, no man have the right or the expectation to have victory on any matter upon the face of the earth that have not taken recourse to that victory that Jesus had. That is where the real victory took place. That was what the scripture was testifying in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. He said that Jesus... Eh, that God raised Jesus from the dead. 
is the greatest manifestation of his power. That if it is true that Jesus rose from the dead, then there is nothing that Satan can, every other thing that Satan does, after Jesus has risen from the dead, is like a come case. That is where the real warfare was fought. Satan doesn't want you to remind him of that day that he had the greatest failure. Now this is the point. What happened that day is the real victory. In the context of the new covenant believer. That is where Jesus fought the war. That is why we call him the man of war. He's the one that fought the war. So but you know, when a general wins a war, there is what we call victory parade. How many of you? Okay. You have seen, let me use Champions League for example, football. When you win Champions League like this, you don't just go and hide. There is a day, the whole city, we come and welcome the guys that won it. Is it not true? They will be on top of a bus and everybody in the city will be seeing them. And what will be written on the bus will be champions. Champions of the city. Champions of the nation. Champions of the continent. Champions of the world. Champions of the universe. That is what was written on your head. What Satan sees in the spirit. That is the basis upon which we war. Jesus said, I see Satan fall like what? Any man that will have the same experience that Jesus had on that encounter will somehow see Satan too. The day you see Satan fall, that's the day his works have been nullified in your life. That is why we need to teach it. We need to teach it so that your eyes will open. You don't make war like a foolish man. The level of a fool wearies him. Satan didn't know that somebody like you will appear. He has been having a few days. So the, okay, you are two now. And the two of you appeared in your family. It's over. It's over for him. It's te- technical knockout. Technical knockout. Give Satan technical knockout in one minute. In one minute. Give him technical knockout. Technical knockout. Technical knockout.
verse 10. Shall they say amen? Shall not they say wait for us? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. If your Bible is your own, underline finally. I'm, I'm still coming back to explain finally for you. If your Bible is your own, if it's not your own, don't underline in somebody's Bible. Is your Bible your own? Stop underlining in somebody's Bible, my friend. Finally, my brethren, be strong in who? Not yourself. And in the power of whose might? Put on the whole armor of God. I thought it's automatic. Kinsley, I thought it's automatic. He said, put on. when you do a few doctrine in the New Testament, one of the things you will find out is that there is much more responsibility that is given to the believer than we even realized. The average human being is very lazy. I hope you know. It is the laziness that is as a result of the soul of man that is corrupt, that is transferring to spiritual engagement. If there is a shortcut to what we are doing here, won't you follow it? It's laziness. Say the truth, you used to be lazy. It's not all about Satan. Sometimes it's pure laziness. Is it not true? Uh-uh. Every time, Satan, Satan. It's lazy. You are lazy. So, when you are now lazy towards the things that is written about your purpose, your destiny, your future in the scripture, then you will begin to hew out doctrines for yourself to support your spiritual laziness. A man that is not diligent in the spirit will never ever experience the best of God. The best you can have is handouts. If you are called to ministry and you are not diligent, you are not hardworking. <laughs> the scripture said, concerning the man that is given to the teaching ministry, it says, study to show yourself what? Approved of God. A workman that doesn't quarrel with his tools. So when a man is not diligent and hardworking, he will begin to quarrel with his tools. He will tell you, Alfredo, Alfredo, I have given, I have sold. Nothing is happening. Have you said something like that? We have tried our best. How many of you have tried your best? Raise your hand now. You have not said it openly, but you have said it in your heart. You have tried your best. <laughs> Dog, say the truth. You have tried your best. It is laziness. It is laziness. 
The question is, what is your best? Do you know if some people didn't come to this place, they'll be hailing themselves that they are doing something. Sometimes you need to appear in some places to be very, very humble. And find out that God is a just God. There are things you'll be doing and be asking God, why didn't this thing happen? Why did this one happen? Why did this... Until you appear in some places and find out that God is just. That you are the one that is a wicked person. Because God has been showing you many avenues to take advantage of His mercy. And the things that He has made available, the bounties that is in Him. So that you'll be able to deliver on your destiny. Put Satan in his place. But you have, you have defaulted. And then when things began to happen, you asked, why me? Why not you? That he may be able to what? Stand against the wires of the devil. See, um, I don't know if we'll get to get there, but the word stand, what does it mean to stand? In spiritual context. Huh? Huh? Okay. Huh? To be ready. Actually, to be established in spiritual context is to sit. It's not to stand. There are three layers to the revelation that was brought in the book of Ephesians. From chapter 1 to chapter 3, it talks about the sitting position. That is what we call the in Christ realities. Meaning, remember, I told you that the book of Ephesians is the apex of the revelatory ministry of Apostle Paul. That is where he brought to, to Zenith the things that God gave to him. When he started, he said, that ye might understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. We are going to get there. So, he began to teach us. And what we found out is that he um, partitioned his revelation into three segments. The first segment is the in Christ reality. So, he, even though he said, as we found out in this chapter 6, that the ultimate believer is a warrior, he came to chapter 1 to 3 and began to teach us that the warrior that does not know his seated place in Christ, that is not educated in the realities of Christ, the in Christ realities, is not even qualified to engage warfare in the first place. Are you with me? That is the mistake of people that engage warfare in the body of Christ before now. They were not grounded in their identity in Christ. And they began to engage warfare. So they fight wars that have been fought. And when they actually fight, they don't know how to fight. They don't know their enemy. They don't know where to shoot. They don't know their weapon. They don't know the construction and the mode of their weapon. And they don't know how to activate. Are you with me? Why? They have not been educated in their identity. They present themselves where they should present Christ. Are you with me? So most times they have damage in warfare. Because when they appear in the spirit... Satan will be seeing them instead of seeing Christ. The day Satan sees you, <laughs> you will pay. So Satan has been seeing many men of God. They came in the spirit and they are doing warfare. 
one day one day he will deal with you that is why some people cast out devil do deliverance and a lot of things they, are, they appear with skills and the things that they garnered in their process of ministry they didn't know that the only way to perpetuate success in this adventure of the kingdom is to realize what Christ Jesus has what done there is nothing new that is going to be done the things that will be done has already been done the man that will do anything are you with me now Jesus did things so that we will do other things huh? meanwhile the things that is assigned to you to do is predicated on your capacity to realize the things that is already done the man that have not realized by revelation the things that is already done in Christ is an ill-equipped man. If you have been making attempts, have your mother not woken you up even before you got born again to do warfare? Mm. You have been doing warfare before you got born again. That's what they taught the body of Christ. Unbelievers are doing warfare. Somebody is not born again, he's doing warfare. You are a casualty. You don't know who you are in Christ. You are not educated in your righteousness. You are not educated in the things that has been made free to you in Christ. <laughs> there are places you will appear. Satan will use accusation and finish you. You don't know the throne of grace where administration of help is released. You will live without it. These are the educations that come into the heart of a man as a result of his understanding of the things that he sees in Christ. Are you with me? The scripture said, approach with boldness. See, boldness in approaching God is only a reality that is in the new covenant. It is not in the old. Are you with me? In the old, men are afraid. But in the new, there is, the middle wall of partition has been torn. The veil has been removed. Men can approach knowing that the spontaneous and subconscious administration of the blood that makes a man qualified to appear before the holy presence of God, the one that cannot behold sin and injustice. Meanwhile, a man that is weak, feeble, a man that has not even understood whether he has kept the laws of God from morning till night can come in the evening and say, help me God. Help me Jesus. Help me Jesus. I know you are there to help me. And then from the throne, there will be an administration of help to you. That administration of help is based on realities. These realities is as a result of legalities. These legalities is as a result of a price that is paid in the spirit. And because of that price, covenants and agreements, eh, charters, we are made in the spirit. And God is bound by oath to keep the content of that covenant. Are you with me? So that any man that approaches him from the platform of Christ cannot be rejected. No matter how good you are, your good is only valid when you approach based on Christ. Now, good is good, but it's valid before God because you approach by Christ. It becomes invalid and a filthy rag if you don't approach by Christ. 
Are you with me? I'm trying to establish some doctrinal basis of this spiritual warfare. So if you go through again in the book of Ephesians, the next thing you will find out is you will start hearing the word walk. Say walk. So what you will realize is that the fundamental expectation from the believer that wants to engage in warfare as the ultimate expectation of God's in working in you to become a, a kind of man is that we realize who you are fundamentally in Christ. When God views you, He's not viewing you as a man from Imo State, He's viewing you as a man in Christ. If, if the day Satan sees you as a man from uh, as a woman from Kogi State, you are not with him. The reason why some arrows still enter is because when they look at you, they see Kogi State. It's Kogi now. It's Kogi now. There are many Kogi people here. If you look at you, you see Dr. Neza somewhere. Origin, Kogi State. The day we look and see Dr. Neza somewhere. Origin Zion. He will disappear. Because it's like text message. Huh? It's like text message. There is those days that they do porting. Eh? You can port from MTN to glow. Is it not true? So the man that is in Christ has ported. You are ported from here to here. Are you with me? So when you want to trace him to MTN, you can't get him. He is now in glow. His, his service is still on. Just like, just that the kingdom of darkness has lost the capacity to trace his frequency. When you go further, you begin to hear, walk. Walk. Huh? Walk in love. Walk therefore in him. Walk therefore in the things. Are you with me? You begin to hear the word that if you are born in Christ, he said, put on the new man. Ah, that is where responsibility because people don't like this part. Once you begin to give people responsibility, they want to be lazy. That is where you become deliberate to put the new man. Now, the new man is not is not an abstract. The new man is not is not something that you is not a confession. Kingsley, the new man is not a confession. The new man is a person. Huh? The new man is a person that is made up of a cumulative character traits. Huh? Made up of a nature. Inside the new man is a possibility. So let's take just the nature. One of the natures of the new man is holiness. So when we say put on the new man, part of the makeup of the new man is say holiness. So when a man puts on the new man, he is expected that as a result of the fact that the new man has been put on, that you now live a holy life. See, many believers have not realized that they are new. And their expectation is that they want put on the new man. The scripture said that that new man is created after the image of God. In true righteousness, holiness. 
So you carry it and what? It's a deliberate work. In fact, that is the expectation that God has of you from day to day. Are you born again? Victor, lead him to Christ. After now, get in view with the Holy Ghost. Let those things clear up. <laughs> you are free to smile. If it's a smile, just smile a little. <laughs> it is important that I establish this. So, that is the work. The work demands that when a man engages in warfare, he takes cognizance of his work in Christ. Are you with me? You cannot afford to stay in unforgiveness if you are indeed involved in warfare. Now, now, your loopholes and incapacities will not be immediately obvious. Your lack of living in true holiness and righteousness will not be immediately obvious until you now ascend and begin to do warfare in heaven. Then, principalities will notice you. And when principalities notice you, you see, in heavenly places, we do business by authority. So they check. They check your identity. Check things that are realities in the spirit. Huh? They are not informed. You can wear a very big suit. Are you with me? And then leave a very big beer beer. Like this, my friend. Satan is not afraid of that one. He even likes it. So that when he deals with you, they will easily identify you. Stop laughing. If you are the one, they can't identify you because there is nothing. There is nothing to identify you with. Are you with me? You need to labor him. He has labor to have a means of identification. <laughs> <laughs> okay, follow me now. Now, when you realize that you are about to engage things in the spirit, then you must know how you work. Have you heard the story I told you? There is a man that is into the deliverance ministry, warfare, all those things, carrying shrines and removing them from place. The man is successful. The man, he is now at Obo. Uh -huh. You know, all of you know, but I didn't call any name. Actually, he's still doing well. I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking about that guy that follows him. That guy that their house is behind. Yes. That guy followed him for long and things were happening. He's about, about one of his front men. They will go and destroy things. Do you know the problem? The guy following the man doesn't know what the man knows. He doesn't know the God he knows. He doesn't have the consecration he has. That's the problem with many people. So, some of them can follow a very anointed man for so, and then in their mind, just because there are things you catch by association, you have not dug your own fountain yet. You must pass through the same process that the man passed through so that your own fountain will be dug. It is then that you become an authority in the spirit. Because if you didn't dig your own fountain, if you disconnect from your association, 
you will, you will have a shipwreck. You will start struggling. You will start struggling. So what the guy did is that after some time, he has learned the skills. Say the skills. When you come in the beginning, you sing song. After singing song, you know how they do deliverance. Are you not born in this town? You have been to Nivijis now. Let's say the truth. How many Nivijis have you gone? You have forgotten. You have forgotten the number. What they do in Nivijis? They do. They thank God for ten minutes or fifteen minutes, and then they use from nine till morning, and they are doing warfare. You finish and you are the same. Some of those things almost made us to leave Jesus. There is result, but it's, it's not as... Uh-huh. How can somebody stay all night? Do you know what is all night? And we have been doing it. You have been doing it for long. Only for you to come now and we are saying one, pray one hour in the night. It's now work. But those days you have been going for night gym. Do you know why? It's in the flesh. None of those things that be matters. The day you start doing something that bothers Satan, he will come and fight you. He might not fight you with weapons offensively, he will fight you through the flesh. The flesh will cry, I want to sleep, I want to eat, I'm tired. The flesh will cry. So you need to know how to walk. Let me give you an example of walking. For example, for, for a lady, have you heard the scripture that said, a woman should not leave her head uncovered because of who? Because of who? What does that scripture mean? Reduce a little. In the next 20 minutes. Don't stop it. In the next 20 minutes, let's fly. What does it mean? Let me teach you something. We might have to go to the book of Jude. Huh? so that I will explain some things to you this is not part of what I have but just to explain to you I think I'm solving some of this problem open to the book of Jude look at verse 5 if you are there say Amen now verse 5 said I will therefore put you in remembrance though ye once knew this how that the Lord, having saved the people, see it. Do you know how to analyze scripture? You see, if you start reading this scripture now, you see that the context is set. So, however you look at it, the man is making emphasis, attributing his revelation. To men that are what? Say saved. He said, Having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. That's not where I'm going. Now number six, he said, And the angels, follow me, And the angels that what? But left what? He had reserved in what? Under darkness, under, unto the judgment of the great day. That's not even where I'm going. 
even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh, and are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Do you know what this place is saying? Let me just digress a little. Do you know what this place is saying? Have you heard the fake grace preachers? Because me, I believe that that word hyper grace is stolen. Can you use good word to qualify something bad? Fake grace said that you can fornicate. Have a thought. See, if you make mistake, there is always there is always constant bounty available in Christ to restore you. But if you live in it, there is no help for you. This is what this place is saying. He is likening it to Sodom and Gomorrah. The people that did not have opportunity to hear the gospel of grace and salvation. Huh? For many places, the scripture repeatedly said that Sodom and Gomorrah will have better testimony and judgment than many people. This is another place. He said, meanwhile, they were kept for the eternal fire. What is their, their sin? Say fornication and strange flesh. What is strange flesh? It's easy. Call it the name. Strange flesh is, is um, man to man. Woman to woman. Then man to animal. Woman to animal. That's strange flesh. There is a man con that is contesting for U.S. president. He is a believer. You know the man. Huh? Let me mention his name. Peter Buck Judge. Huh? He, he said that he is a believer. He speaks in tongues. <laughs> but he is a wife to a man. A man is a wife to a man. You are not with me. This scripture cannot be broken. It cannot come to 2020. Because it is in America or Nigeria. Suddenly change. The meaning doesn't change. It is still the same thing. For a man, there are people that are struggling and they want to come out. They are not the people I'm talking to. Those ones, I'm dedicated to helping them. The spirit of grace is dedicated to what? Helping them come out. I'm talking about practitioners. People that now initiate others into it. And use Bible to make them comfortable in hell. Because that is an easier way to live in hell before hell is, uh, has appeared. Just because you made sinner's prayer 10 years ago and preached Bible and want somebody got healed doesn't mean anything. Else. Look at the destiny of these people. Anyway, that's not where I'm going. Likewise, also these few did dreamers defy the flesh. Now, this is where I'm going. If your Bible is your own, underline despise dominion. Number two, he said, and speak evil. Of what? Who are dignities? Huh? Let me give you an example. Look at the next verse. Yet, Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he 
disputed about what? Does not bring against him a what? But said what? Did you see what is happening here? Satan has fallen. And the assignment that was given to this man, Michael, this angel, Michael, is a legitimate assignment that is coming from the throne of God. Yet, when he appeared before the man that he was told to deal with, he reckoned with the man that his rank before he fell, are you with me, was higher than his own. If he's not higher, I don't know whatever, but he's a man of rank. So when you meet a man of rank, you don't just appear and just simply because simply because somebody higher than the person sent to you, you just misbehave. The scripture said that you speak evil of what? So when we talk about angels, you need to understand what we are talking about. Are you with me? The angelic kada is beyond the angels of light. The angelic kada also involves the angels of what? Darkness. That is actually what the scripture meant. So when we say angels, it is both the angels of God and the angels of darkness. Actually, they are the angels of God that when you want to do business with them, there are many things that ministering spirits and angels can overlook. They are them. When you misbehave, they vow to have vengeance. Have you read your scriptures well? What kind of angel appeared before Nebuchadnezzar? He said that this decree is coming from where? And what? The holy ones. The watchers are what? Are you with me? It's not specifically God. But there are, there are entities. There are beings. There are dignitaries. That have dominions and thrones in heavenly places. And it has been given to them to dominate Eh? and rule territories when you meet them in your engagement and transversing realms you must recognize their authority failure to recognize their authority simply because you are born again is is damaging yourself that's what this scripture is saying he's saying even though Michael was sent by God he did not come and start abusing Satan he simply sent to Satan the word that God sent him to send to Satan are you with me? you know like now I have opportunity with Satan. Let me tell him the things I want to tell him. Let me tell him. No, he does not what you say what God said. Say it. You say what? What God told him to tell Lucifer is the Lord rebuked him. So once you dispense based on the instruction that God gave to you, then the rulers of darkness and dominions will obey. They will know that you are a man that is not just under authority but also understands authority. Are you with me? So now, if these kinds of beings are the ones that you encountered in your warfare in heavenly places, how ought you to behave? The decrees that came from the watchers in the book of Daniel, they looked at, at Nebuchadnezzar and said, you are the one we are talking to. Go inside the bush. And for seven years, that man was under the rain, under the sun. How many of you have gone to youth service? Under the rain, under the sun. Those things we, things we sang. Have you gone to youth service? Those things we sang. I'm not sure we meant it. 
But me, meanwhile, I love Nigeria. I don't like the way Nigeria is going, but I still love it. So when the scripture said that a woman should not leave her hair uncovered because of angels, this is the reason. Because when you appear in heavenly places and you want to do warfare, the word head is authority. It's authority. Now, when you come there to do business, the language is authority. It's authority. So when a man, especially a woman, does not understand the intricate balance of spiritual authority and then appear to do warfare, he will be severely damaged. Many ladies, especially married women, have suffered this. Meanwhile, their husband know, they don't know. There are some women, them and their husband, we, we fight like this. And the husband will intentionally eh, put you in a position where you violate his authority. And then in the night, you are praying, I bind you, Holy Spirit, all the powers in the territory, I bind you, I bind you, I bind you. Watch what will happen. The least thing that will happen is that you will notice that you will start falling sick often. And you will take drugs. It will, it will go down and continue again. Go down and continue. Go and trace it. Go and check your mother. If your mother is a prayer warrior, go and check. You will notice this thing I'm telling you. I have, I have, I have evidence on hand. I have 15 years evidence on ground to prove to you that it is true. When your authority and head becomes correct, one of the things that you will notice is that you will start falling less sick when you do warfare in the spirit. When you do warfare in the spirit and you fall sick, that means your head is not yet correct. Now, there are some times you fall sick, but most times it is this. Either you don't understand the believer's authority. When we meet head, anytime I say head, what I mean is what? Say authority. Now, sometimes it will be the lack of understanding of the believer's authority. There are different dimensions of authority, actually. It can be as a result of lack of understanding of spiritual authority or ministerial authority. They are all different. What every believer is taught in new creation reality is what we call the believer's authority. There is something beyond the believer's authority. Now, there are many things that is given to you as a believer. But there are many things you cannot achieve as one man. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. So, beyond the believer's authority, there is an authority that is given to the church. Huh? That is called the church's authority. So beyond the prayer ministry of a believer, there is the prayer ministry of the church. Now, beyond the believer's authority and what you can accomplish as an individual man engaging the tools and possibilities of the kingdom, there is much more we can achieve as, as a body. Are you with me? Now, when a man is brought into the circumference of the organic reality that is founded in the body of Christ, a violation of the authority that is set in motion in that body will lead you to trouble. That is what the scripture was explaining to us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Is it first or second? He said that many not discerning the body are what? Sick. Are weak, sick and sleep. In this place is a viola violation of the authority that is set in the body of Christ so that a man that wants to be correct in his navigation through the body as a 
as a participant, as a part of the body of Christ, you must understand the body mechanism. You must understand the authority that is set in the body. Brothers and sisters, it's beyond you. You can't just understand what is about. The problem in the body of Christ is that men have been taught who they are. But they have not taught, they are not taught what the body is. Because if God will win in the last days, we will have to go beyond ourselves and begin to see the power that is given to the rainbow of God's power and God's might and wisdom that is found in the circumference of the body of Christ. The scripture said, we together behold him. So there is a point where you behold only you. There are dimensions of the glory of God that will never be manifest and revealed to us except we behold what? Together. There are dimensions of authority. So when a man violates his without head and then you appear in warfare, oh, Satan will show you. Do you even know Jesus came to do ministry? Do you know? They asked him a question. They asked him a question. They said, by whose authority are you doing this? Even Jesus. I thought, simply because he's Jesus, nobody should ask him questions. But they asked what? Do you know Jesus did not? If you are the one, you say, I am a new man in Christ. I am this. I... No, Jesus carefully traced his authority lineage. Are you with me? In other words, practically ministry, they are asking him, who are you submitting to? You need to know why when Jesus appeared in the Jordan River, he told John. John knew who he was and where he's going. In eternal context, he's actually John's creator. But if it will be legal for him to do business upon the face of the earth, there are things that he needs to abide to suffer it to be so so that all righteousness will be what that means there will be a violation of God's justice system if Jesus do not pass through the process of baptism submitting himself to the ministry of John so that he will be accredited by the present authority kingdom authority that is available on the face of the earth are you with me so when he came and submitted to, he said Joseph we know all of us know that probably my ministry will be bigger than your own that is not the point. We, I know that you are my God. I know that all of us are the same and equal before Christ. But suffer it to be so. So that we will fulfill the demands. So that Satan will not take advantage of our lack of skill and wisdom. That is what we call spiritual intelligence and wisdom. Spiritual understanding. Things that are held up in God, in the spirit. So when he did it, when they now ask Jesus, by whose authority? What do you say? He said, by whose authority is John, what? Doing his own ministry. So, if you find out by what authority John is doing his own ministry, he is invariably saying that that is where my authority came from. So, somebody gave John authority. And John gave him authority. He is attributing his own authority to John. So, he was given license to operate upon the face of the earth as a result of the fact that his ministry can be traced to the ministry of John. So meanwhile, John, we, John, they cannot deny John because John's father, are you with me, is a high priest. So he is traced to the Levitical and prophetic order. So, are you with me? It is John that sanctified him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. 
you cannot do business in the spirit without understanding authority. I just needed to touch this. So, especially certain mess up ladies with this. That is why whenever I see ladies that is burning for God, this, the first thing I begin to teach you is spiritual authority. A young lady that has not learned spiritual authority will mess up terribly. The, the, one of the fundamental things that we are wrong with women that went into ministry in the last two generations is that they do not understand spiritual authority. So the only option that is left for them is either to marry or not to marry. Because to marry will put you under a place where you will be under authority. And women don't like that. Meanwhile, that's a woman will come at her miracles, her mighty anointing will manifest through her life. She will be wondering why she will yet come and submit to a man that she feels that the man is not as anointed. In the spirit, are you with me? Power is expressed. Now, God recognizes power. Even Satan recognizes power that is expended in the circumference and weight of authority. So you can only expend the, the anointing you expended in the spirit. The impact he had can be traced to the authority you had to expend that power. The ones, the, when you expend power without authority, what I mean is that you went to places where you don't have the jurisdiction to minister to. That one is wasted. Are you getting the point now? So when that woman comes and wants her works on behalf of God that she did on that anointing to be reckoned for her as part of the rewards, the things, the escapades she did for God, she will find out that she's lacking. Why? Many of the things she did, she did out of authority. Sometimes to show the man, show the man a lesson. That is why. And many of them don't know this, not because they don't want to. Some of them would have, but nobody taught them. And if, if you marry after 10, 20 years of marriage, it will be hard for you to change this. The day to learn is, is when? Now. And if you know this, then you have to be careful. Why am I going there here? Or you have to be careful who you now marry. Because there are men you marry, they understand these things. So they won't put you under unnecessary pressure. They will understand that an anointed woman is still a woman. Just like an anointed man. You see what? That means that there are still frailties. So the day the woman mistakenly did not cook, the man will say, every time you be speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, cook, you can't cook. This your Christianity is fake. I don't believe it. You see, that is a man that is unwise. I have seen it. So they attribute every mistake and fallibility you have as a human being to the fact that just simply because you serve God and in ministry, you, you are no more a human being. Maybe when they say that, they will think it will stop God from using you. No. The only thing is that Satan is taking advantage of the flesh in the man. So when you make mistake and marry the wrong person and you are in ministry, you have to bear your cross. When you marry the right man, you enjoy. How many of you know that it was Francis Hunter that started ministry first? Before Charles joined him. Yes. Smith Wigglesworth, it was, it was the wife that started. Polly. Many of them. What's the name of this woman in America? 
is Joyce Meyer. It's not Paula. It's Joyce Meyer. The husband, you don't know, you don't hear about the husband. So, are you with me? That's why, don't go and marry one rubbish guy. Be looking inside tents and around here and be looking for a guy to marry. Are you with me? Find a young man. Believe God. Are you with me? Let somebody start believing for our young men here. Do you know what it means? It means that you have to touch some things in your character and build yourself in his spirit. There is something I want to say now, but I won't say it. You think I'm for the crowd? Because everybody shouted, say it. That's why I will say it. Let's get back. Get back to Ephesians. We have 10 minutes to go. Get back to Ephesians. Say, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on, put on the whole armor of God, that he may be able to stand against the wires of the devil. For we, what? Wrestle not. See, whether you are accepted or not, are you with me? Esther, whether you accept it or not, we wrestle. I don't like trouble. I don't like, I'm on my own. I don't like people's trouble. Me, I stay on my own, you know. Set and stay on your own. Let me stay on my own. Hey. He likes people like you. I like the way you are praying. That's the way forward. Because the way you lambast people on Facebook. Hey! My God. She has fire in her bones and pepper in her chromosome. <laughs> ah! My God. Say we wrestle. I notice your hair no they coil again. My brother, we are we are in warfare. You know, even him noticed that when he calls there, nobody notices him. Maybe after service, and by then the thing don't scatter. When this man came the first time, he came as a guy man. But now, some things are happening. Say we wrestle. Whether you believe or not, we wrestle. Whether you are careless or not, we wrestle. Whether you are young or old, we wrestle. He said, for we wrestle. But not against flesh and blood, but against what? Against what? Against what? Of this world. Against what? That's not where we are going to today. We are for what? Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Then he said, having done all to what? Stand. He said what? a war parade. Touch your neighbor. Say, this is a war parade. Come and take a You see, there are many, there are many, um, 
there are many metaphors that were used in the scripture to describe the body of Christ, to describe the church actually. Eh? One of the metaphors is a body. Say a body. One of those metaphors is a house. Say a house. One of those metaphors is Okay, let's use this. One of those metaphors is an army. Say an army. Now, in this context, the metaphor that is used to describe the shape of the body of Christ is what? An army. So, for you to understand the book of Ephesians well, you have to view the church of Jesus Christ as what? Only then will you be able to understand the letters that is written there. Now, but, have you seen verse 10? Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. What did he say? Now stop. What he said is finally. When somebody says finally, that means something has been going on, right? What has been happening to this point that the writer of the book of Ephesians now said what? Finally. You see, many people jump into here and say, finally, we are shield of faith. We are this one, we are this one. Meanwhile, you have not found out what led up to finally. You will never understand what happened from verse 10 downwards until you understand what happened before what? We must understand what happened before finally. The question now is, what happened before finally? Huh? I need to... I, let's... We have prayed enough. So I believe when I start touching some one or two mysteries and deep matters, you will understand. In case you don't understand, your spirit understands. In case... You are finding it hard in five, ten years. You understand? Two years. You know, months. You understand? When Satan has bulalad you, like I was teaching this young lady, many of them many years ago in a two, two shops down this road, down, down, at open edge. They do, I thought they understand. Power was moving. Things were happening. They are not understanding. You have found out you do understand. Is it not true? This one now told me, is he last year or early this year? And told me, sir, that thing you taught us in 2007 is now that I understood it. She is fast. It took her two years plus. Truth is that it might take some people five years. Some people ten years. Meanwhile, understanding is good. So that you'll be able to replicate the result. But you can have the result without the understanding. It's possible. Yes. Many of the disciples of Jesus had the result. Are you with me? But Jesus told them, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will cause you to remember. That means there are many things that happen that they cannot enter into the body of truth, except they are granted understanding. Meanwhile, it didn't stop them from benefiting from what Jesus is bringing across to them. Follow me now. So, the man that said finally is assuming that you have entered into the mystery, the body of truth that he is trying to communicate from chapter 1 to chapter 5 and 6. Are you with me? So when he started, he began to enumerate dimensions of God's oppression that went beyond the earth realm and entered into the eternal realm. Ah. You don't even know what is in the book of Ephesians. You don't know what is warfare. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. The scripture said in the book of Revelation, it said, a war broke out in heaven. That's when we found out that war started in heaven. 
So when some of us are involved in warfare, we are trying to do the prayer of Jesus as it is in heaven. So it will be upon the face of the earth. And war broke out in heaven and set and fought with his angels. So one of the things you begin to understand is God's intention in the project that he has in the universe. Between now and next year, I will begin to teach us on the mystery of Christ. Because um, many things, not many things, every single thing that God intends to do, in fact, that he has done, okay, let me start like this. Everything that God intended to do, and the ones he has done already, and the ones that he will yet do, is held up in our capacity to understand what is in the book of Ephesians. Because it is there that Paul began to show us what he called the mystery of Christ. That God's project is held up in the understanding of this mystery. Follow me now. Eh? If you, you need to understand this one. You need to grab something now. If you grab something, then God will release you to where you want to go. Are you with me now? Now, um, one of the things he began to show us is what is written in the book of Ephesians, the same Ephesians, chapter 3, it was there that he began to tell us, I think from verse 3, he was telling us that we will understand his knowledge in the mystery of Christ. He began to tell us God's plan from eternity past. This, this man entered into the heart of God and was able to search into the archives of God and he unedited matters that we are existent in God even before creation came into being. Are you with me? There are things that are held up in the heart of God before he said, let me create. The first thing he created before he said, let me create it. If you understand the things that are written in the book of Ephesians, you will now understand the purpose of everything that is upon the face of the earth. What is the purpose of this world? A man that doesn't understand, he will not understand that this world has a purpose. The day this world has fulfilled that purpose, this world will be folded up. The question is, what is the purpose of this world? You have to understand what is held up in the heart of God, so that from there, tangents will be taken in the spirit. Tributaries from his major purpose, to now lead us to the individual and stratified purposes that is held up in every of his creature that is found in the universe of man. Are you with me now? It is then that you now find out what is the purpose of the world, of man, of the church. So one Paul began to speak. He began to enumerate to us that there is a purpose that God had. He said that God desired that he will have a, his representation in a corporate dimension. You see, People like E.W. Kenyon said that God woke up one day and decided to be a father. I hope you know. Are you with me? God is not originally a father. He was a king. He decided to be a father. For you to be a father, somebody has to be giving birth. Are you with me? So, how does God give birth? How does a spirit give birth? I have taught it here. How does a spirit give birth? Huh? Since you don't know, let me leave it because it will delay me. Now, God decided to use His words to create. So, it is then that we begin to find out that the words of God are 
cause to manifest in the visible realm what is already in his heart. So it is from then that we found out that the waste of God are the firstborn of every of his creation. Have you ever wondered what does it mean to be the firstborn? Have you ever wondered? It means that for every creation, Jesus is the firstborn of creation. It doesn't mean that he was born as the first person. That I know some people thought it and said that he is the firstborn man. And then there are many. He said he is the firstborn creature, not man. Anything that is created, Jesus is the firstborn. What does he mean? It means that before anything was created, the first thing that happened is that the word came out. It is from that word that everything that was created was formed. So the word is the firstborn of everything that was created. If the word didn't come out, then there is no creation. Even before man was created, God said, What did God say? Let us make man. That is not where I'm going. I'm trying to say that fundamentally and eternally in the heart of God, He sustained the purpose. It is that purpose that is sustained in his heart that informed all the consequent engagement that he found himself in. See, God is not a waste of resources. You see, his purposes are constant. The way he achieves it, my very. You see, if you fail to partner and find yourself in the purpose of God, he can find another man. But that purpose becomes constant. Are you with me? So what God desired after some time is to have a, a family. Now, that family is what we now call the church. Actually, in, in, in the literal sense, from the spiritual mystical understanding of that one, God desired a corporate and manifest expression of himself. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. Be like, don't they talk big, big things now? You need to, this is the, where Christianity is. There are few people that understand. If you understand this, you will now know the basis of all of our efforts. Now that you are saved, what next? A man that is not educated in this will not know the end of our faith and salvation. It is in Ephesians that you find out the end of our faith and salvation. Paul had to travel to eternity and by the revelations of the Spirit he entered into these matters. Eh? And he told us that God has begun to reveal it to his holy prophets and apostles in the dispensation of the last days. What he didn't know is that that last day still continue to us now. There are still holy prophets and apostles that God is revealing that dimension to um, bring them to the point where they are well equipped to equip others so that that purpose that is held up in the heart of God will be fulfilled. Now that purpose is still constant. What God desired is a corporate expression of himself. That is why when the corn of wheat abided, it abided what? Alone. But when it died, what happened? Huh? When the corn of wheat dies, it becomes fruitful. It abounds. Now, this is the implication. It implies that one man came and embodied the fullness of God. Meanwhile, the desire of God is not to have one man as his fullness. What he desired is to have a corporate expression of himself. So when that one man came, meanwhile, the way he intended it is to have a one man. And then through that man, a family and lineage of the same kind of man will litter the whole space. 
representing the same agenda and from the same resource and life that they got from that one man will be able to fulfill his agenda. Every resource that they need to prosecute the purpose that is in the heart of God is held up in the resources, the inheritance that they received as part of the lineage of that one man. So when the first man came, we received the weaknesses of him because of his fall, the sin of him because of his fall. But when the second man, Christ, came, we also received. Are you with me? So the scripture said in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15, he said that the first man is earthy, means that his source of existence is of the earth. But he said that the last man, Christ, is what? Now, that is, is what? Heavenly, yes. That is when you begin to understand that Christ is what? Say the heavenly man. One day I will teach on the heavenly man. Because the realities and possibilities and life, eh? the principle of life, the principle of expression, life, purpose of the heavenly man, his laws, the things that govern him is what should govern the church. Because um, the church on the face of the earth is the corporate expression of that word. That word, heavenly man. Now the question is, what is the purpose that is held up in the heart of God that he intended to fulfill through Christ? That purpose is what in his revelation Paul called it the mystery of Christ. Are you not getting the point? So when that mystery was unveiled, we now began to understand that from eternity, God intended to realize his economy and project through Christ. And it is because of that that he created everything by Christ. So that in the dispensation, everything will be summed up in Christ. Are you with me now? Now, when he rose up from the dead in resurrection, he now received the capacity to have a body. That corporate expression of the heavenly man that is in heaven, upon the face of the earth, is what we now call the church. So, the purpose of the heavenly man is still the purpose of his body upon the face of the earth. Are you following our project pro progression? Now, the purpose is what is now held up in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Let me show you. And then we pray. Ephesians chapter 3. Look at verse 9. If you are there, say Amen. Verse 9 said, And to make all men see what is what? The fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been what? He, what? Who created all things by Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Let's read together. I want to go. that God intended to achieve by Christ is what he is now achieving by the body of Christ. What is that purpose? That the manifold wisdom of God might be made manifest. His wisdom and power and dominion through what? The church. These are the things that Paul established and after establishing it, he now said what? He now said what? Yes. So final, don't say finally until you understand this. 
he said finally after he has established to us that the purpose of the body of Christ is to go ahead and achieve the purpose that was given to Christ when he began to unveil it we found out that that is actually what is held up in the heart of God and that is the mystery that is hidden huh? that is why after he finished speaking he said having done all to stand what your law is guided with truth I believe there will be plenty warfare in this period I want you to ask God in one minute make me strong in you and in the power of your might in the next two minutes make me strong in you pray this prayer pray this prayer in the next two minutes the power of God will fill this place and many things will happen in a short while give me volume not praying. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the love and in the power of his might. Weak men are not allowed in warfare. Men devoid of strength are not allowed in warfare. You will become a casualty.
You need to become too strong for Satan. Become too powerful for him. Become too strong for him. The Bible says that the yoke on his neck will be broken because of the anointing. That word anointing there means fatness. When you grow fat in the spirit, when you grow strong in the spirit, then the yokes fall off because of the anointing. Because of the fatness. Because of the strength. In Jesus, mighty name we pray. Call that young man for me. Bring it. Come and kneel down here. Let's stretch forth our hands to this young man. And that was his name. What's your name? Huh? Peter, kneel down. Let's pray for him. Satan is trying to mess up the mind of this young man. Eh? Do you believe your prayer? Let's pray for him. Let all those things be removed. If it's mercy, God will show him mercy here. Even if there is anything speaking, the Bible said I will have mercy, not judgment. Any other speaking with silence. We touch foul spirits to take their leave now. The body ministers deliverance. Close your eyes. 